for the thousands in attendance. Get ready. And the millions watching around the world. For the best debate show in sports. What up, those sports and entertainment with Marcus Conley and Gabe Finefter. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, everybody. It's the What Up Dose Sports and Entertainment Podcast. Back again with another episode. We appreciate every single one of you. We got a great show sheet on for today. Marcus, being a good Samaritan, he has some personal issues he needs to take care of. So he will not be joining us today. Nothing Benjamin bad, bad. Benjamin Augusta sitting across from me. We're kicking to the old school vibe. This is this is where the fans are like, oh yes. Yes. Oh. Thank you, God. I know Marcus Pod, the best. Do you know what do you know? I <laughs> no wonder- more trash takes <laughs> for 90 minutes. Oh my God. Wouldn't it be amazing if that this NBA podcast was a tough one? If this was the episode that blows up, do you think he'd be fake happy or real happy? He'd be fake happy. He's so fake happy. He's, he's got too big <laughs> ego. He'd be so fake happy. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, buddy, buddy, I'm happy for you. Buddy, no, it's great. It's great. Come back here. I just don't get why that video got more views than, than our, it can't be me, right? No, 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 no. So we just got an email from Dollar Shave Club uh, <laughs> to do a uh, 30 second spot. Um. You guys were just unbelievable the last episode. Oh, genius. Uh, well, we just want to let you know we do have another co-host. Oh, really? I, to be honest with you guys, you guys are perfect together. Anybody else would ruin it. So We haven't seen don't. a show before this one. Is, there, is it usually just you two? Because we love the chemistry. No, it's we'll be willing to pay big money. I, yeah, it's, it's usually just, 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 just me and the... Freaking uh, Italian uh, guy. How and much? I, how many zeros? That's a lot of zeros. That's a lot of zeros. Yeah, random Asian and Novi lets us uh, run out the basement. Nothing, to, uh, no, no, nothing, the nothing crazy. He doesn't even speak English. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we love you, buddy. Uh, we do. I love this show sheet, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. This covers many things we love. I will say this. I feel like we do have better show sheets. When it's just you. When and it's I. just you and I. <laughs> uh, how was your week, buddy? Week was uh, how was my week? It was all right. Uh, man, my life is boring. Steady but boring. Girlfriend's out of town in Mexico. Oh. Mexico. Oh. So. Cabo. some trouble. Well, well, since since she's cheated on you, obviously. Well, I mean, how about you uh, return the favor? I I gotta do something. A little something. No, I can't do. No, no, I can't put that on record. (laughs) I've been doing. I've been. I know. I've been doing nothing besides going to work and coming home, smoking weed, going to bed. What a faithful man! I'm such a good Jewish boy. Anyway, (laughs) you're gonna get me in. Mark is in trouble. But uh, I know work was uh, works fine. Life is boring. Watch March Madness. We'll get into that. Lost a lot of money on the break. You know, I didn't win a dollar in March Madness. It's been the most March Madnessy March Madness of all time. I didn't win a buck. All of my parlays. Well, that's because you parlay everything. Yeah, you got to go need to start doing single bets. No, never. Yes, man. Never. You know, statistically, parlays are the I know, dumbest bet. I know. But the only do I do do single bets with the UFC fights, which have paid dividends. Yes, they have. Just saying. Just saying. 
You could have got a lot more on that. Uh, I could have Ngano fight. Though. I know, I know, but I was, but I was a parlayed. Great, I know, but I was with a, some dumb. Sh- what? What did you parlay it with? With March Madness games. Yeah, that's I'm terrible. A, I'm a greedy boy. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> well, it's a nice uh, seventy degree day. Oh, in how great does it feel to wear shorts? I know. Oh my goodness, it oh, feels great for, for the Marcus clan in Hollywood, Florida, who just don't get the. Listen, we've had a long winter. It, this is our second day above sixty all year. Oh my. God, does it feel good to wear a V-neck, some shorts, and some ankle socks? I feel. I saw Gabe walking out his car with some shorts. I thought he was about to go to the park. I know. Shoot some hoops. Uh, I wish. I wish. Anyways, uh, we got a great show. Great for show, you guys. Great show. Uh, Gabe and I um, debated and argued over the topics for three hours. Three hours. And this is why this show is so great. We don't give you the generic BS that you get on the BSPNs or the CBSs or the Colin Cowards of the world's I'm putting S's on purpose. It's such a dull week in sports, and instead of talking NBA and, and, and LeBron James' ankle and oh blah, blah blah blah, we actually had a conversation. We figured out some great freaking topics, and I am hyped. I'm hyped. That's why it's the best damn sports show on the internet. Best damn sports debate show for sports and debating. So, let's get into topic one. Speaking of the NBA, we will be talking about the NBA. Adam Silver, cover your ears. The NBA is just not a great product anymore. Bum, bum, bum! Some of you may wonder why we here at Wood Sports don't really discuss the NBA often. Even though it's one of the most popular sports in the U.S., mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is we love basketball. We do, but Gabe and I both can't stand what the league has become. Here are some of the reasons why the regular season sucks as compared to years ago. Oh, years yeah. ago, meaning the early two thousands. If you watched our episode twenty one, even the nineties, yes, even the nineties, even the nineties, and definitely the eighties. Oh yeah. It, it doesn't hold a candle to those errors. No. And here are some of the reasons I gave. Not gay, but me. N- yeah. The creation of super teams, which is really out of hand with the Nets nowadays. The elimination of the mid-range jumper. The, matic, the dramatic increase of and reliance on the three-point shot, which I think is one of the big ones, oh, and yeah. I will be talking about that later. The lack of defense being played and the elimination of the hand check. The lack of parity in the league. The fact that you can't even stare down an opposing player without getting teed up. Oh, my God. And, let's be honest, player empowerment, which is good, but it now puts the focus on individual players too much as opposed to teams. Yeah. I feel. I agree. To be honest, we could go on and on, but at the end of the day, the league is simply not enjoyable to watch anymore from January to March. No, not at all. And while the average number of points by a team has increased from 95 to 111 in the past 20 years, I looked this up at Basketball Reference, Nice. that doesn't make the quality of the game better. One could make an argument that it is a direct correlation to the obsession with the three-point shot, which has increased 
by a whopping 21 <laughs> attempts. Good God. Since 2000. So what does that mean? Each game. Yeah. The average number of attempts goes up by one. has increased. It was at 13. Wow. In 2000. So what? Up and it's 34 three-point attempts this year. That's absurd. So my question for Gabriel. Yes. First of all, I want you to go on your rant <laughs> that you are so known for. Oh, yes. Tell the 19-year-old NBA fanboys why the NBA regular season isn't good anymore. And when do you think the NBA started going downhill? Do you think the league will eventually lose viewership? I did look up the viewership, by the way. Mm-hmm. It has stayed consistent, yeah. But these, this whole thing, like it's just skyrocketed. That's a false narrative. Yeah. Um, I've I've looked the average number of viewers on the big national games, TBS, TNT, TNT, those games, mm-hmm. uh, TNT. What's the other one? ESPN, ESPN. Sunday showcases. Mm-hmm. It's gone up quarter of a million. In 20 years. Jesus. Mind you, people, the U.S. population has gone up in the past 20 years as well. (laughs) So you have to uh, take that into consideration. It's true. But like I said, do you think the league will eventually lose viewership? And will it? This was the wrong word. Excuse me. Will the quality Mm. of play, will the quality of the league ever come back? Like it used to back in the early 2000s. Gabriel, the mic. Is uh, yes, it is. So it started going down when the super teams came into play with the Boston Celtics, with the, the Heatles leading up to uh, the Golden State with the Durants. Now you have the Brooklyn Nets with the Durants. You have the Lakers with, with LeBron James. And like it just, it's... <sighs> No, I don't think it'll ever get... It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. It, it, it just baffles me. And everyone, again, everyone's an expert. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone thinks that whatever somebody does in this moment right here, right now, is the greatest thing they've ever seen. Like I told you, they actually had Stephen A. Smith because of these freaking morons... On, on Twitter, the idiots like my, uh, like like my brother's friends, all these stupid morons who think that Kyrie Irving is the second coming of 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 I don't even know what. Uh, he's just like he's Allen Iverson with height, and they got poor Stephen A. Smith with his receding hairline and his crappy suits and his strong Queens accent on national television, actually debating who is better, Allen Iverson or Kyrie Irving. That's embarrassing. And it's because, again, and I'm going to go, you're going to hear me say this a lot. We need to get a t-shirt. It's because everyone's a freaking size queen. And if you're a short player now, because everyone, everyone has to be tall now. If you're not tall, you suck. It's just that simple. Is that what it is, though, with the Kyrie yes. and Allen Iverson? It's got to. What else on? could it be? He's what got, else could, what, two inches on what, AI? What else could it possibly be? Because he can handle the ball a little bit better? That makes him the better player? And it goes back, you know what it goes back to? The Like you said, the reliance on the three ball. It's either nowadays... They in look the, at the three-point field oh percentage, God. and that's it. Oh, my... Oh, Allen God. Iverson couldn't shoot threes. No, not... 
amazingly like that, but he could shoot threes. Would you leave Allen Iverson wide open? I certainly wouldn't. Uh, you're getting burned. You're getting buddy. buckets. Come on now. Like you, anyone nowadays is either a three-point sharpshooter or an athlete who can dunk. Rarely do you see the players who can uh, Kawhi Leonard can hit the mid-range, LeBron, some of the more elites. But other than that, like you said, mid-range game is done. I love that you added player empowerment because at first it was great. We love it. Let's get players to where they want to go. Now it has just become, I mean, does anyone want to be competitive now? And I even said this about Andre Drummond when he was getting bought out. I would have loved if he went to Boston. He would have played a contributing part. He would have been one of the missing pieces they could need. They just need a big guy who can rebound and get the cleanup buckets. Instead, goes to the Lakers. Why? So you can coast to a championship? Don't you want to work for this? That's what it was earlier on. You didn't see super teams. People are going to go, well, you had Shaq and, and Kobe. I know, in a league that had a big three of Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker in their prime. Rasheed Wallace and way, Scottie Pippen in their prime. Like, come on now. Kobe was a bench player starting on the Lakers. When I know. He, started out. he got drafted there, and then they got Shaquille. They didn't trade for him. They signed him at the time to the biggest deal in NBA history. The first $100 million deal went to Shaq. That's why and, he went and, to L.A. And let's stop acting like Rick Fox and a young Derek Fisher were. Uh, oh, my world beaters. Oh, my goodness gracious. Guys, D up on Rick Fox. What show was he on? He was on a TV. He was on a crap show. You know what's I funny? I forgot about that too, but I remember watching and I remember going, that's Rick Fox. That's Rick. Yeah. It's like, and like, how do you know? I'm like, because there's no one else who's six foot eight and looks black and Arabic all at the same time. <laughs> Just, there's no one he, else. He looks like a failed actor. Yeah. Looks, oh, he looks exactly like a failed actor. Rick. <laughs> Very handsome. He looks exactly in like shape. a. He, yeah. In shape. Like, weren't you in that thing? No, I, I didn't get the movie. I was in 38 episodes of NCSI, though. Personality of a cardboard. Oh, my God. You know. Like, you ever watch Entourage? He's like the Johnny uh, Johnny drama. Oh, did, Johnny did, drama. Did dozens of TV movies, a few, you know, movies directed by John Mon- Montaigne yeah. or whatever his name is. <laughs> he absolutely looks like that. Uh, I love the points you really made to get back to topic. The elimination of the hand check is huge. I don't know why that went away. No, I really I'm, don't. I'm going to uh, come off as a noob or a casual here. Mm-hmm. Uh, when did the hand check officially go? Right away? around when the Pistons won the 04. I believe. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, I believe right around so there. So the, the myth that it uh, went away in the Jordan era is false? They they got well. I mean, they laxed on it from the eighties to the nineties. Wasn't there a lot of rule changes in two thousand seven? I believe that's when there or was a 06 big rule. T- Somewhere right around there. So when David it, Stern did a big one, yeah. Was it right before the strike? No, no, not the strike. Okay. I'm talking about before D Wade's finals or after? I think after, but I could okay. be wrong. We could look it up, but I could I be wrong. I feel like it was the two thousand seven. Uh, but the big one, the real big one, or at least one of them. These refs and these technical fouls, it's, it is laughable. Luka Doncic, who, and I'm not saying this because I'm a Luka guy, I'm a fan, but I'm not a fanboy. 
was playing the Knicks, who, by the way, as a Jew, I'm obligated to like at least one New York team, and the Knicks are one of them. Uh, that's just it. And I'm watching the game, and Luca gets a little bit of contact at the rim, makes it, and just screams, and one! He gets teed up! That's pathetic. Cottonelle get- tissue, soft ass. He gets teed up for yelling, and one! He didn't yell, go, you know, screw your mother! He didn't yell anything crazy! And one. Technical. Softer than a I know. I know. And so eventually, like it really, so we can't trash talk now. We can't play defense anymore. Everything is a foul. You can't, you know, you can only shoot threes from deep. I mean, I get it. I mean, eventually, like it's going to suck because I really think eventually they're going to come up with a four point shot. And we're gonna see scores like you do. You do. I really do. Four point shot. I really the the way oh the league is God. evolving. Might as well. Might as well have the Harlem Globe. Yeah, honest to God. Trot honest out to there. God. And listen, I love. Let's get the red, white, and blue ball. I love the logo, Lillard. I love watching Steph do his thing. But I mean, like, it's getting to a point now where everyone is doing that. And yeah, I really do think at one point they'll either move the three point line way back, or they're gonna come up with a four point shot. So here's my question, Gabriel, because I'm dying to know. Dying. Which is a more entertaining shot? Which What shot? Which shot would you rather watch? A tough mid-range jumper okay. where the shooting guard has to create his own shot, cross dribble, pull up, maybe a fade, maybe mm-hmm. just a simple mid-range okay. jumper, or a deep three? Uh, the, the, the prior. The prior. That's why I'm an Allen Iverson fan. That's okay. why people okay. are. He couldn't shoot the so, three. So explain to me why having more three point shots makes the league better. Because offense, higher score. I don't know. I really don't know. Going on business logic, I'm just saying because people because like offense. The ball goes in the basket. You know why it, it it creates the appeal? Because we could never do that. Me and you could not, I could never pull up from two steps above half court and knock down a three. I could never do that. Could I do a leaner in the lane and get lucky? Yeah, maybe. I mean, not in the NBA, but like, you know, pickup ball. Yeah, but I could never do that. But could you do an AI crossover? No, and that's what makes the difference. And that's why people don't think, you know, like, and that's why people think that the Kyries of the world or the Stephs of the world are the best point guards. I mean, like I told you, people think Steph Curry is like a top five point guard of all time. He's not. He's a phenomenal player. He's the one of the most influential one of the, probably the top five most influential players of all time to come into the league. But as far as, you know, the top five greatest, no, no, no. And just, and again, nowadays it's such a, what have you done for me lately league that nobody talks about the, the old, the, the, the greats that came before everyone is, this is the greatest now. This is like, like you were talking about, eventually we have to have a topic or someone does the disrespect that Isaiah Thomas receives. Oh my God. On a nearly day to day basis. I could argue the most disrespected athlete. I don't maybe of all time. understand why we do not include him. Like Jordan even said it after magic. It's him. And you can make the argument. Isaiah was better than magic. Magic was six. And Jordan hates magic Isaiah. was six, eight guarding dudes. that were six, two. Yeah. I, I, I'm not saying he wasn't phenomenal. He was, yeah. but he was always the matchup nightmare. Yeah. Which, I mean, which is great. I'm not going to say, you, but you can make a legitimate argument skill-wise for skill-wise. But, but Isaiah was 6-1. Give him a business. I saw, I saw a Twitter poll, Gabriel. This guy 
had it was it was Max Kellerman's burner, but he was being honest. <laughs> it wasn't a troll job. Okay, I know he was being honest because Kellerman. He said, okay, you know, he had Russell Westbrook and Kyrie Irving in his <laughs> top five point guards of all time. Ah, you're joking! I swear to God, Kellerman did. No, the burner account. Oh my God! But a, an account that gets a lot of follows. Probably run by a 19-year-old fan soy boy who doesn't know a goddamn thing about NBA history. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. With Isaiah Thomas and John Stockton nowhere to be found. There is one point guard today that's a top 10 point guard of all time. It's Steph Curry. That's it. You know why? All these other point guards don't have hardware. They got nothing. You Russell Westbrook, argue da- maybe. I- I- I'll give you Dame. Okay, Dame is on. It's his a way. top ten. I could give you maybe he's got. A, he's still got a lot but, of but basketball to play. Like I said, guys, you don't have the hardware like Isaiah Thomas. Two rings, son. Holla, John Stockton. Two finals appearances. If he wasn't going against the greatest player of all time, he, he probably, probably has would the hardware. Have two rings. Probably the best player ever to not win MVP. Yeah, is John Stockton by the, the all-time way, leader by the in way. steals and assists, and and by a mile, by a country mile, it's not even close. No one is catching those numbers. Gary Payton, the glove himself, said John Stockton was the hardest player he ever had to guard. And there are going to be idiots. There's millions of them who would choose Kyrie Irving over John Stockton, over Isaiah Thomas. By there are the people way, who would choose Russell Westbrook a guy, over Gary Payton. A guy who was in the NBA for, I forgot how many years. I think they said he missed 19 games <laughs> in, I think he was drafted. I got to check, but it was ridiculous. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. How many games has Kyrie missed? I can't, I, can't even count. The guy single-handedly imploded Boston. They got him out of there after a year. It's like, yeah, buddy, we have a good young core here. You got to go. You got to go. I can't remember the last full season Kyrie played, but I mean, I don't even know. James Harden. Oh, James Harden is the greatest scorer I've ever seen. Are you freaking kidding me? Like, really? You know, Barkley has said that. Kellerman has said that. Are you serious? It's serious as a heart attack that they've said James Harden is the greatest scorer they've ever seen. The disrespect Nothing says excitement. Oh, like man. driving through the lane and getting fouled on the wrist. Actually, getting phantom fouled on the wrist and going to the line for two shots. My goodness, nothing screams excitement for twelve times. I know to oh. get thirty-six total points. No, well, let's, oh, well, let's talk God. about what, when he doesn't. An let's talk about the other exciting part: dribble, 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 yeah. dribble, heave it up, and it's good. Yeah. Let's Which, talk about the greatest score you've ever seen. Are you kidding me? So so we're just going to forget about Kobe. We're going to forget about Kareem. We're going to forget about Mike. We're going to forget about all these players. We're going to forget about these three, arguably the three best players to ever play this freaking game. And you're going to tell me James Harden, the fat beard, is the best scorer you've ever seen. Really? Again, everyone is such a what have you done for me lately. Look what's going on right now. Look at that. So no one's ever done better than this. How could there have been? There's never been. There was no video cameras before they came out with the iPhone. Ah, yeah, yeah. I got it on my Snapchat. That's why it's the best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, I'm just tired of it. I don't know why people and people keep on arguing, arguing with me, saying that this NBA is the best it's, it's ever it's been. ever been. And it's, I'm telling oh my you, God. and I'm asking why? How? It's because a lot of these kids, even people my age and our age, Gabe, didn't watch NBA basketball no. back in the yeah. mid 2000s, right? Where, where it was truly the best. Oh my God! Oh was. yes, it was. Yes, Do it I was. need to say? Do the you have names? anything to say about that, Marcus? What was that? I can't. Hit. I guess he's got nothing to say. <laughs> oh, all right then. T Mac VC. Kobe. I'm, come on. Yao Ming. Yao Dirk. Ming. Steve Nash. A young Jason Kidd. <laughs> Amari Stoudemire. Reggie Miller. Stop it. Mike Bibby. Chris Webber. Robert Ori. Kobe Shaq. Tim Duncan. A young Manu KG. Tony Parker. KG. Latrell Sprewell. Sam Cassell. Jermaine O'Neal. Ben Wallace. Chauncey Billups. A Rip young, Hamilton. A young Ray Allen. A young Ray Allen. Rashad Lewis. Dwight Howard, get out of here. Get out of here. I'm about to sound like you did when you get out of here. It's not even clear. You can't go de- you can't go that deep with the two thousand with the two uh, 90s. You can't. Well, you can't go that deep today? You can't go that deep today. You can't tell me the league isn't top heavy today. You can't oh tell me. God, who's gonna win who's gonna win guys, the championship? If you don't believe next. me, if next. you don't believe me there's no parody, ask anyone who's gonna win the championship this year. I'll bet you every dollar in my bank account they will either say the Lakers or the Brooklyn Nets. It's guaranteed. Guaranteed! Yeah, I, I will say this. I will say this. It's not guaranteed the Lakers go to the finals. Oh, trust me, all these but slappies. I, I, oh, here's the thing. If LeBron and AD were healthy, come um, it'd be the Lakers. It'd be the Lakers. So that parody argument. Right. Trash. 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 There's trash. no parody. Trash. There's no parody. So why do I need to watch a regular season game on a Tuesday night in February? Then you could argue. Between the Magic and the Suns. You could argue that the two, uh, excuse me, four of the top five players in the league are on two teams. AD, LeBron. James, James Harden, Harden Katie. you can make that argument. You could easily I, make that argument. You're probably right. And then Kawhi. And, and then Giannis. Giannis. And then it's just everyone else. And their teams are stacked too. Well, not Giannis's, but top heavy, top heavy. Then that's it. I, I will say this. If the Nuggets oh. or the Jazz... They could possibly I don't salvage think the Jazz. I don't think the, the Jazz. NBA. The Nuggets, though, because you know I'm. If you, the Nuggets you know do my boy Jokic, you know that's my so my guy. My last question: Can it ever go back to the glory days, or are we screwed? I I don't know because it's an ever changing league. But just I, th- it's really the point you made. That's dependence on the three ball. I think it's just gonna get worse. I think you're seeing it. Now. I mean, Baylor, which we'll talk about, they had three guards on the floor then in their starting lineup, and it's just space and play. You know why that game was so great? What Baylor's axe? And a lot of people. Well, it's a blowout, but it was the Baylor. Just the execution was so <laughs> exciting. The defense. Yeah. Because they were allowed to play defense. I know. I could promise you the refs got a talking to before the national championship game. And they said, easy on the fouls. Let these boys play. Let them play. Let these boys play. Okay. Exactly. You exactly. let people play? Oh, my God. The product of basketball it's increases. so much better. 
exponentially. Exponentially, and that's why I love college basketball. You know what's an oh another great point? Another great point for why the NBA sucks. This um this whining by players every time they get fouled. Yeah, that's. And it used to only be a I'm few players. to it. It used to be only a few players back in the day who you knew got chirpy with the refs. Now, anytime you, huh? It's like soccer. It's running into freaking soccer out there. Everyone, I, oh my I, god, Luka Doncic ripping his freaking jersey because he's upset about a call. LeBron James. Every freaking, it's disgusting. It's just grown men getting paid millions, as they should. But, I mean, really? Every foul is egregious. You didn't do anything every time? Every time. I find that very hard to believe. I think Adam Silver could fix the league. I still think it's salvageable. And I think he's the best commissioner out of all of them. And I think everything can be fixed with the defensive rules. Yeah. You add defensive back. You add defense back. The three points don't go down. The points per game goes down. The fouling goes down. The flopping goes down. Oh, flopping too. Jesus. They had to add a flopping penalty. The complaining penalty. goes down, and also you got to fix the tech rule. Yeah, you got to take these refs to the side and be like, listen, unless they're, you know, saying obscenities and doing something, like, you got to calm down with these tees. You should be able to stare down your opponent yeah. after a dunk. I will go to my grave saying that. Absolutely. I want disrespect. Like when Le- like, I listen, like it. I'm not a LeBron James it. guy. I never will be. When he dunked on Jason Terry and stole his entire soul and stood over him like that scene, you want to see a dead body? Oh Well, only LeBron could get away with no, that. No, he got teed up. I'm Did saying he, I'm up? Saying he should not have. Yeah, yeah. He was... You, That's ridiculous. You decided to jump. I wanted to. Do, I wanted to <laughs> obliterate your life. Now look, look what you're doing. It's an en, It's an entertainment product, and you're taking the entertainment away. Honestly, Adam, this honestly. is hurting your pocketbook. Come you on, you should know you're Jewish. Just come on, bubbla. We can't have this. You're good at business. Fix it, buddy. Come on, you're a great. You're a great commissioner. Great commissioner. The best one. But. You got to fix it. You also got to fix player empowerment. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to be honest. The David Stern blocking the Chris Paul trade doesn't look so bad anymore, no, does it? No, it does not. No, it, but you got to, but that didn't go through. But we got the, the one, I, a, the one I brought monster and the king on the team. And the Nets. Right. And the Nets. And if Paul George decides to actually come through in the playoffs, the Clippers too. All right, let's move on. Uh, we're gonna have so we're not gonna do very well in the nineteen to twenty two demographic. <laughs> I don't care. I'm just saying. Oh baby. Oh my goodness. They couldn't listen to a video longer than ten minutes. Anyway, we're gonna get so a lot of we're gonna get care. a lot of misspelled text messages. Anyways, to the NFL. Actually. Okay. NFL draft rapid question. Look, guys, the NFL draft is in three weeks. NFL's king tomorrow. No offseason. So, as Lions fans, Gabe and I have always treated this like our Super Bowl. Because it is. It's the only time we have hope. (laughs) It's pathetic. Last week, we gave our cute little top 10 mock drafts mm-hmm. and talked some quarterbacks, but this time we're going a little deeper. 
Each of us are going to answer a litany of questions regarding our projection of players of this year's draft class. Litany, great word. So, without further ado, Mm -hmm. here we go. Here we go. The first question. Who is your most underrated prospect? Who is the most underrated prospect in the 2021 NFL draft class? Gabe is setting up his phone. He's setting up. He's got it in his notes. (laughs) Oh, 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 buddy, buddy. Oh, my goodness. Looking like a dissertation. Gabe been writing. Adam Schefter, eat your heart out. Oh, my goodness. Looking like a novel over there. I know. I told you. I didn't have anything to do at work for two hours. who is the most underrated prospect? So, when I say underrated, I mean they will not go in where I believe they should. In every mock I see, they're they're getting disrespected. Okay. So... The most underrated prospect in the 2021 NFL Draft, my personal, my guy who I want the Lions to pick, Mr. Micah Parsons, linebacker out of Penn State. I've talked about him a few times. Let's just listen to this. Just listen. Six foot four, 245 pounds. Size. Four, three, nine, 40. Put up 19 reps at 225 and has a 40-inch vertical leap. So, (laughs) he should be being talked about like he's the best defensive player in this draft because he is the best defensive player in the draft. Meanwhile, every mock I have seen in the last month has not had him in the top 10. And meanwhile, you have players like Mac Jones and Trey Lance as steady top 10 prospects. Meanwhile, this guy, I've seen him go as low as 17. And it be- Benny, when you turn on the tape, this guy explodes off of it. He's the best player on the field every time he steps on. Why he is not being talked about like the Raekwon Smiths, like the Devin, uh, the, uh, Devin, um, uh, Devin White, the Devin Bushes of the world, those were all three top 10 picks. And we knew they were going to be top 10 picks. Why he is being projected outside the top 10, let alone the top 15, is beyond me. Benny, like, and meanwhile, I just don't, I just really just don't understand why. Like, honestly, what sounds bad about a six foot four, 245 pound linebacker with speed who is strong and has a 40 inch vert? Does anything sound bad about that? Certainly doesn't to me. Get this, 109 total tackles. Come on. In 2019. Come on. 52 solo, five sacks, four force fumbles. You want to see a game? Watch the Memphis Bowl game of 2019. I think it was a Cotton Bowl. When, okay. when, when Memphis was good, they were like 10-2. and two. Dominates. I think he had two sacks, two force fumbles, pass deflection, sideline to set. The guy was all over the place. And again, he should, should be a top 10 pick. If the Lions don't get him, if I'm the Broncos and I have all those problems on defense, I think he'd be a schmuck not to pick up this guy. Do you think he's being underrated because he didn't play in 2020? That's probably what it is because I don't see any other reason why he would fall. I mean, if you've seen any sort of tape, on the guy pops. He has that side. He is the prototypical Bobby Wagner type of linebacker where he's sideline to sideline. He's a mean run stuffer, Can is good in pass coverage. 
And I just, I really do not see why you have, I mean, I, I, I just, I don't see why people have him outside of the top 10. I've seen him outside the top 15, and it just, I do not understand it. I think this guy is a day one starter. A day one could be a pro bowler his rookie year. I mean, like, an absolute killer. Stud. I'm not hating it. I, you made a great case. I'm just saying. All right. Are you going to do or do you want me to go through all mine and then you go through all yours? No, we're going to do a little back and forth. Back and forth. A little hot potato. Hot you know potato, what I'm saying? Hot potato, hot potato. Now, my most underrated prospect. Yes. Um, I went a little deeper in the draft. Okay. I'm I, not going seventh round. Don't worry. I got, I got some more. But he is projected, I believe, third round. 91 overall. Okay. 91st overall. So a top 100 prospect. But you know the name. Okay. Or at least you've seen him. I might have. Terrace Marshall Jr., wide receiver out of LSU. Oh, okay. Opposite side of Jamar Chase. Okay. I love this. With all those weapons, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Mm -hmm. Jamar Chase, and who was the other guy? uh, Jefferson. Justin Jefferson in 2019. This guy still got 13 touchdowns with off of how many receptions? 46. Good God. Good God. That is a high. It's quite the rate, yeah. Reception to TD ratio. So this guy, 6'3", the tallest prospect I saw good size out of all the receivers in the first three rounds good size yeah a lot of short a lot of short receivers a lot of short receivers not many uh I think really Kyle Pitts might be the only real receiver he's not a tight end receiver he's six six everyone else I mean Devontae Adams Jamar Chase is six 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 two yeah so I was just looking at the heights and I'm like can I get a guy who's six (laughs) three at least Terrace Marshall's that guy I've seen the catch ability, the mm-hmm. catch radius, unbelievable contested catch. Ran the same forty time as Jamar Chase. Okay, so he ran a four three. Yes. Wow. So he has the speed. He has the size. He's got the speed and six. And he three. has and he has the production off of limited receptions. Six three. Six three and runs a two hundred forty two hundred. Pa- could add some muscle. You could. I could mean, add some size. That's still. Very good but side for someone who's four. You're telling me I can get this kid in the third round? Yeah, that's uh, sounds like he should be a late first round guy. So to me, he's that, that's my a great most one. underrated. That's a great one. That's a great one. I love that. That's a that's a phenomenal one. I knew you would go deep on some of these. <laughs> I knew you would. They're not that bad. Bro. I know. I know you would. No, no, no. I I, I have Jamarvison <laughs> M- Montgomery uh, out of Louisiana, right, Presbyterian <laughs> State. Right. Unbelievable prospect out of the out of the Independent College Collegiate Society Conference, the Louisiana <laughs> Presbyterian Peanut Farmers. Right. The pe- <laughs> D three. But, 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 tremendous but, production. No. Unbelievable. 68 touchdowns, no interceptions. He's an undersized guard. Right, an undersized guard. But, but his first step, explosive. Okay. Angry, mean. <laughs> All right, now, most overrated okay. prospect, and I'm dying so to hear. Easy, easy, and I'm going generic. It's Devontae Smith. 
Let's oh. be, let's be realistic here. Okay. Let's be realistic here. I just I like I wrote down. First thing I wrote down, I don't see it. 61170. This is this is exactly what you're looking at. I am 61170. That's exactly my weight. By the way, the camera makes you look 10 pounds bigger, ladies. Okay, and so I look even bigger than Jamar than not Jamar than Devontae Smith. Yes, the numbers are there. You can't deny the numbers. However, how many college players have we seen come into the league with video game numbers? And once they get into the league, nothing. I can give you one name off my head. I could give you 12. Give me one. Tavon Austin. Prime example. Prime example. Tavon Austin. Nothing. You could do this with quarterbacks. Remember Charlie Ward putting up video game numbers at Houston? Came into the league. Listen, again. Peter Warwick, another one. Peter Warwick. The numbers are there. But this guy will not let, and they're talking about him like he's a top 10 guy, top 15, a franchise-changing wide receiver. He doesn't do anything elite. He, uh, uh, Judy, uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, Jeffrey, Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy was the best route runner on that team. You can tell. If you look at Jerry Judy and you look at Devontae's so just route running, I, I, I Jerry think, Judy beats him by a country I mile. I think he's going to have a hell of a soft so do I, So do I. I'm a, I. I thought he was the best wide receiver coming out of that draft, but then Jeff, uh, Jefferson just, holy crap, that kid's good. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have elite speed. He doesn't have elite route running. He doesn't have elite size by far. And he benefited off of an elite O-line that gave him time to run all of his routes, a quarterback who could just lob it up, another first-round wide receiver on his other side, and a running back who is also going to be a NFL player. He didn't see any double coverage. He, I, do, I don't see it. I don't see it. And if you're going to spend a top 15, top 10 pick, on a six foot one, one hundred and seventy pound slot receiver, really? Again, it's Tavon Austin two point It's I honest to God think his ceiling is like Sammy Watkins, someone good, <laughs> really, who, who can give you a thousand yards, maybe a year. But I mean, re- what does he have? That's you could argue that Waddle will be the better pro. It's a copycat league. He's. But he's, he's fast. He's way faster. He's the fastest receiver in the draft. What was his uh, 40, Devontae Four Smith? 426. Devontae oh, no, Smith. No, no, no. I thought he was going to say Waddle. No, he didn't, he didn't run in his pro day. He didn't run. He didn't have a pro day. I can't find anything about his pro day. That's weird. He didn't have a pro day. Waddle ran a 426. That's who I think. Blazing. I think, I think, again, if the numbers really weren't there, and again, it's not about numbers when it comes to the draft. It's about what can your skills transition to the next level. It's about identifying potential and growth in players and seeing what they can adapt to the nearest. You, he doesn't have the size. He doesn't have the speed. He's got the numbers, but that's really it. I don't see it, and some schmuck of a team is going to take this kid in the top 10 and the top 15, and he's going to get hit real hard by a middle linebacker who's double his weight, and he's going to, well, you know, he's played in the SEC. Yeah, these are grown freaking men, okay? This isn't like college basketball to pro basketball where you could come in as a rookie and dominate, okay? There's a transition period. You're going to get hit. You're not going to like it. Look at Joe Burrow. Torres ACL. It just shows if you're not, nobody can sustain getting hit. 
then this kid does not. Mm-mm. I don't see it. I like I said, if some schmuck team picks him in the top fifteen, top ten, you'll see that. There's no good. way he can be a number one receiver. No, I don't see it. I don't see it. Not you, not in this game. Not with the DK you Metcalfs. Can't, to of the me, world. you can't be 170 pounds. No, I, it just it just can't happen. No, and Chad Johnson wanted to chime in. I was 170 pounds when I played. Chad Johnson is one of the greatest route runners in the history of the NFL. It's not. It's not even plus. Close. How, how tall is Chad Johnson? I think he's six three. He's got a little bit more size, more and size. I know he has more length. I know, I know, but like it was just so stupid. Yeah, I don't see the Devonte Smith hype. I get he was a Heisman Trophy winner, but let's be realistic here. How many Heisman Trophy winners have come into the league and dominated? I was about to say that. Derrick Henry, maybe what? Mark Ingram, <laughs> he's good, not great. Jameis Winston, no. Freaking Tim Tebow, no. Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel, no. Come, <laughs> like what? I mean, like just because you won the Heisman as the best player in college I football does not mean you're going to be too offhand. Cam Newton, kind of. I think Cam MVP. MVP uh, went to a Super Bowl. Charles Woodson, Barry Sanders, Barry Sanders. <laughs> I'm blanking. Not Marcus Mariota. <laughs> No. no, no. Did he J- win Jameis Winston won the Heisman. Okay, Jameis Winston. My yeah. bad. Jameis Winston me. won the Heisman. But yeah, uh, Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel. Heisman Trophy winners usually, uh, if you really look at it, don't come into the league and play very well. Just because you were great in college doesn't mean you'd be great in the NFL. Baker. Ba- Baker's Who's still been solid, but solid. he was not the best of his class. That's no. the point. Right, and that's the point. Yeah. Like I think the next good one will probably be Kyler Murray. Yeah, I, I love Kai. I think he is a stud. I think he will actually be a good player. But I mean, that's what two players in the modern NFL era, probably out of 10 that have come into the league and played really well. Like some of the top like Derrick Henry, the best running back in the league, probably or top two, top three. Kyler Murray, probably a top 10 quarterback. Yeah, I, I to be honest with you, I think he's getting a lot of hype because I don't think this receiving class, I think it's overrated, this whole receiving class. I think it's Jamar. Not a lot of size. I think it's Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, and then kind of everybody else. Yeah. I Honest to God. So I think he's getting a lot of boost. He's getting the Heisman he's bias. He's getting the Heisman bias. He's getting but, the numbers bias. But again, it's you really mean to tell me a six foot 170-pound slot receiver is going to be your... Your first overall pick, your team, this is going to be the franchise. This is going to be the guy you hang your hat on, who you go to for points. Really? Really? I don't see it. Yeah. I don't see it. He doesn't do anything elite. And some, again, I've said it once, two, three times, some schmuck is going to take a top 10, top 15 pick on him, and I'm going to laugh real hard. All right. I don't disagree. We're going to stay with the Crimson Tide. Okay. Oh. Oh, I know this where this one's is. easy. <laughs> I know where this one's going. Most overrated prospect, and it's not close to me. <laughs> Mr. Mac Jones, quarterback. Um, I happened to watch Mac Jones Pro Day. Certainly did. Because I did not want to be biased uh, because I believed his film was... Very underwhelming. Didn't show any potential. It shows he can throw a nine a, route. A, a, it shows he can throw a deep ball. Didn't didn't see anything on the film because, like I told Gabe, it was either a wide open nine route to Jalen Waddle or a bubble screen to Devontae Smith. 
Four touchdowns. Okay. Or, oh. or, a, or a handoff to Najee Harris. And I'm supposed to praise Mac Jones for his quick thinking ability because he threw a quick out to Devontae Smith. How who... did you know your speedy wide receiver would be open down the field in single coverage? Unbel- the field awareness that this gentleman possessed. Unbelievable. But I said, okay, I'm going to give him a chance. So yesterday I watched his pro day. <laughs> you did indeed. <laughs> and... What I saw was well, some of the best football we've ever seen. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. It was some of the worst throws I've ever seen at a pro day. <laughs> and I've am not joking. Yeah, I yeah. There was a pass. There were two passes that really stood out. Um deep fade route to a receiver. Mind you, this is a pro day with no defense. No pads. No pads. <laughs> no nothing. It was um, indoors. No wind. So his QB coach runs at him a little bit so he could show his movement pocket in the pocket. Pocket awareness. By the way, I was watching film his pocket awareness and his movement in the pocket. Not that You great. blitz this kid and it's done. He has no idea what to do. He overthrew this receiver by at least five yards. And I... 45-yard fade. And overthrew him by about seven or eight yards. With no corner. No, no safety, no nothing. And I'm supposed to believe this guy is a franchise quarterback. Top five pick. So I said, okay, it's one throw. Okay. (laughs) Go to a next throw. Maybe a cup, like two or three throws later in the pro day. (laughs) Simple slant. You know, nice fastball right in there. Get us, Should, get us five, six yards. Get us. It was a 15-yarder. Okay. 15 to 10-yard slant. Okay. Simple. Simple, Simple route. A throw every just, quarterback can make. I bet you the quarterback coach just put it on there to show a little velocity. Yeah. Put, uh, put, all right, we're going to be running an easy uh, easy inside slant, about 10 yards. And, uh, Mac, put a, little, uh, put a little mustard on this one. Not a complex route. Nothing crazy. Drops back, throws it. I would say about two to three yards behind the receiver. Mind you, this is Alabama receivers. Now, I understand these. this wasn't Devontae Smith catching the ball. These guys are still elite athletes. It's not me and you is what you're saying, okay? Exactly. These aren't, these aren't schmucks who talk on the radio or high school kids. These are players you will be seeing on Saturdays in, you know, neither next year or the year after. This guy, this poor soul, had no chance of catching this. Zero. 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 Mind you, this isn't even the throw that went viral of Bill Belichick shaking his head. That was another deep fade route missed by a mile. It was just on the other side. (laughs) So I said, okay, let me do some more research. So then I go and watch QB School. Great YouTube channel. Mm. I've I've repped it before. You have. You mentioned you mentioned it not too long ago, actually. All football fans, especially if you're a team who is looking for a quarterback, go check it out. QB yeah. school. Um, guy's very smart. Almost too smart. Um, very A lot of quarterback jingo and uh, lingo. Jingo, me. lingo, lingo, jingo. Um, jargon. Excuse me. That was ah. the word. So check that out. His tape against Arkansas. Not, no bueno. Terrible. 
terrible. Slow feet, wide open, passes sailing, an out route, an arrow route, wide open miss. I don't get it. I just don't see it, guys. And guys, look, we are not Justin Fields cheerleaders on this show. I, I mean, I'm a I'm a Michigan guy. Gabe makes no bones about it. Nah. I've said I have my uh, hesitations with Justin. However. However. Yeah, I mean. If you pick Mac Jones over Justin Fields, Kyle Shanahan. Should be fired. Should be fired on the spot. 100%. I'd be better with Trey Lance. Maybe you can at least tap into some of that potential no one else Here's the sees. Thing. I watched Trey Lance last night. Mm-hmm. I will say this. Very raw. Has accuracy issues. Velocity off the charts. Oh, he's got an arm. And if you look at him, he looks like he a looks safety. Like, he looks like a core. Yeah. Oh, he looks like Cam Newton. Yeah. He's huge. He's Cam huge. Newton size. Like, oh my God, yeah, this guy's this, a quarterback. This guy's big. That freaked me out. Because yeah. on tape... He didn't have that size. Then again, that was 2019. Yeah. He's definitely gained size since then. But again, I, I don't. I'm not a Trey Lance guy. No, no, neither am I. Yeah. A little bit too raw for my taste. Especially for a top 10 guy. For a top 10 guy, I think he is a project. I know everybody hates that word, but he is. I think he, he is. He really is. I do not think he can start for your franchise and win Six games. No, unless you want to do the whole uh, Josh Allen route where you just throw him feet to the fire and hopefully he just picks it up. Yeah. Um, But, yes, Mac Jones, I think – I'll go a step further. I think he's a guaranteed bust. Yeah, If he goes in that number three, yeah, 100%. Now, here's the thing. Kyle Shanahan, him being such a great offensive mind – I still don't. And because he could squeeze that much out of Jimmy G – I could see the 49ers win seven games, eight games but with him. But here's the thing. <laughs> it's going to be Jimmy G all over again. That's what I'm saying. Is it a massive... 49er impl- fans are going to be like, uh, this guy sucks. At least Justin Fields showed us in his pro day he's quick. He has 4 4 yeah. speed, which I never saw on tape, but he made throws. Again, in his pro day, you should make. I didn't see any overthrow. And again, I'm not high on him. But I think you could at least get a lot more potential. I think you can get a lot more out of him than you would an immobile quarterback. And you can't you can't run. Yeah, and I, I, to be honest, I don't think you can have immobile quarterbacks in twenty twenty one. No, you I, need someone. The, the 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 era, and don't give me the whole well, Tom Brady, Drew. Br-. Those are once in a generation type godsend. Field generals, their quarterback yeah, minds move at the speed yeah, of light, so their the feet right, don't have right. to. Right when Tom Brady gets up to the line, he goes, <laughs> "I know what you guys are doing." <laughs> you can't replicate that kind of football acumen. No, no, you can't. I don't care what rookie you are; you're not yeah. going to have the football mind. I don't care. Oh, he scored high in his wonder right, lick right, test. Right. Even Trevor, it's not even Trevor Lawrence, and that's what a lot of people are trying to justify. With Mac Jones. Oh, right. he's so smart. His football IQ, Mike. Pro-style offense. Whoa. I would argue out of the top five quarterbacks, he's he has the, worst. the weakest arm. I, I, worst footwork. Lowest ceiling. Lowest ceiling. What, what is the ceiling? 
Kirk Cousins? His ceiling is Alex Smith. That's his ceiling. His ceiling is Alex Smith. His floor is Mitch Trubisky. All right. Anyways, I went on my rant. I apologize. It's all good. But rant on, brother. Mac Jones, most overrated. All right. That's my favorite one. Favorite prospect. I was excited for Gabriel. this one. So, Who is your favorite prospect? So before Doesn't I mean say, it's the best. I know. My personal favorite. So let me tell. So before I say this name, for anything, how does 42940 speed sound to you? Pretty good. How does a 43-inch vertical sound to you? Oh, now you're teasing me, How about Gabriel. a player who can squat 600 pounds? Oh, my goodness. I just blew a load I all know. over the Here's table. Here's the thing. 5'9", 180 pounds. Ooh. Oh, my. Little small? Ron Dale Moore, wide receiver out of Purdue. I was watching some highlights before I came over. Benny, this is the most exciting player in college football. He reminds me of Darren Sproles, like one-to-one comparison. It is. I was just thinking It is absurd. It really looks just like that. And before anyone goes, Devontae Smith, you said he was too. This guy's only 10 pounds. 5'9", uh, 180. Bulky, cocky, stocky, can squat 600 pounds. If you know anything about football, it's about getting under somebody. Explosion. He has a low center of gravity. The guy doesn't... Run! A, he has those twitchy, fast muscles, but he can run right through. The Ohio State game two years ago, tr- uh, first of all, Big Ten freshman of the year, broke numerous Big Ten uh, yardage records for a freshman as well. The Ohio State game where this kid just lowers his shoulder and runs over some poor freaking safety. Oh, oh. Was this the game where Purdue beat yes, Ohio State? Yes, yeah. and a blackout game at nighttime still makes my balls tingle. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Now, the guy, so he is injury prone, dealt with a hamstring problem, which is the red flag, which is why he's not being looked at as a first round. I don't even know if he'll go in the I've second. Seen, I've seen first round projections. I don't for even I, I don't know. I saw him going 25. At, have you? Some have you? At some mocks. I don't think I don't think he'll be a first round guy. I don't think so. Just a because of size that. and because of the injury bug. But I am telling you, any Whatever team snags this guy. I would love it if the Lions did in the second round. I would love it. He is just he's the usually I'm not big on the tiny speedy guys like the Tavon Austins that we mentioned. Tavon Austin's college mixtape, his college highlights are some of the best highlights you'll ever see, period. They're spectacular. But he was too small for the league. He was 170 pounds at five foot seven. This guy is built like a running back. But he's a wide receiver. He's got great hands, exceptional route running, and can flat out either run around you with 4-2 speed or run right through you because those legs are built to support 600 freaking pounds. Absolute stud. Whatever team snags him, especially in this league where there's a lot of misdirection, a lot of reverses, a lot of quick outs. This is definitely the guy who could turn a screen pass into a 70-yard touchdown easy. Here's the thing. They have to use him the right way. You have to go to a team that knows good offense. Uh, To be honest, I think for him to be a successful player, he's going to have to take some snaps from behind the line. I agree. 
I agree. He's going to have to take some revert. You know who I think would be great for him? Seattle. Mm. I think that'd be mm. real good. Russell has been complaining. Russell's about been complaining, and he's a lot like a Tyler weapons. Lockett kind of guy, smaller. But I think, oh, I think that'd be amazing. Spe- I think that'd be spectacular. He, but if you turn on the tape of this guy, you it's immediately, immediately jumps off your screen. Guy's got heart, and again, small, but he's built big. Runs angry runs through people. He's built for the league. If he can fix that injury bug, which we've seen a lot of college players who have a little injury bugs in college, but once NFL medical staffs get on them and start working them how you're supposed to to get off of those injuries, Matt Stafford, prime example, uh, you never know what could happen. I really do think this guy will be a, I don't see first round, I think he'd be a second round gem for a team that you're going to be hearing about this year like oh my good this guy had a you know this guy won the second round look at this guy uh, the his ceiling is the next Darren Darren Sproles and i it's spectacular and we were Which if, is a great career. for anybody who does Darren Sproles is a potential borderline hall of famer you can make an argument possibly wouldn't say that far but he's a great he's, he's a, had damn, a great career damn, damn great player damn great player at one point had the record for most yards for scrimmage in a season so, I mean, if you don't want that, you're kind of a schmuck. So, yeah, Rondale Moore. And, I mean, my God, 4-2 and has a 43-inch vert. The guy's going to jump over some people. He's going to do some Steve Smith-type things and jump over some people at five foot eight. I'm just saying. Rondale uh, Moore is my definite favorite, favorite player in this draft. I've been watching film on him all day. All right. My favorite prospect. Hailing from Mitt Romney country. I knew it! (laughs) The young chosen one. The great Zachary. I look like a douchebag. Oh, God. Have you ever seen a more douche looking face? No, no. He's got a pretty. With that said, I think. He's got the headband and the sleeve. The fact that he has the douchebag aura. Instills confidence in him. Let me tell you, I'll I'll let you go uh, again right after this because I don't want to go beat this narrative. My rookie of the year was going to be Zach Wilson. Was it? Yes. Okay. Yes. I did not have him as rookie of the year because the Jets, I just don't believe in the Jets. That's fair. That's fair. I don't think he has enough weapons yet. That's fair. And I think he's going to have a rough rookie year. Maybe. But you, you might be right. Yeah. With... Sala there. I just it think could be I just think story. yeah, with Robert Sala with a phenomenal with it's New York, all the city and they are high on it. It's not like Sam Darnold. Yeah. They this, believe in this kid. Guys, like Gabe said, one of the best pro days you've ever seen. <laughs> and I'm not big on pro days, but oh me, but, oh but my. Scratch the pro days. The, screw the pro days. Screw right, screw the pro days. Look day. at the tape. Good God. The tape Good says God. it all. There's really not that big of a gap between him and Trevor uh and Lawrence. There really isn't. I would argue. And I'll go on this ledge cable. Oh my goodness. I'll go on the plank. You're gonna go, go, you're, go on the plank. You're gonna join me. I'm, I just might. Let me hear what it is. I think when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. We will be saying Zach Wilson is better than Trevor Lawrence. We might. I can tell you this. I think his ceiling is higher. 
I think at his, this yeah. point, I believe so. I think his ceiling is a Patrick Mahomes kind I of guy. I think we're being a little bit too much of a size queen with Trevor. Oh, why? Because he's gigantic yeah. and looks the part and looks like sunshine. The fact that he went undefeated as a freshman and all that National title. Stuff. National title. And BYU. I don't know how many BYU games you've seen over the last... <laughs> but, guys, <laughs> it's the technique. His footwork. The quick release. The quick release. The zip on the ball. Guys... The zip on the ball. This dude gets the ball out of his hands. I think Boom. Dan- Daniel Jeremiah... I believe, was the one speaking uh, on his pro day on NFL Network. Mm -hmm. He said his release reminds him just like Aaron Rodgers. It's It's just like that. It's just a... His throwing motion, identical to Aaron Rodgers. It's a flick of the wrist. Not a young Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. A veteran. (laughs) Aaron Rodgers. Prime Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He does, and like you said, that douchebag, he does, though, carry an aura of confidence. But here's the thing. I think Tom Brady has that too. Of course he does. Oh, Tom Brady's a huge douchebag. Anyone so, who's gonna throw the Lombardi Trophy from a from one boat to another boat—it's the most douchey thing you can do. What are you talking about? But that's why he's awesome. You have to have a, some edge, which is why I think he'll do great in New York. I think the press is gonna be like, "You suck." He's gonna be like, "You guys freaking suck." What are you talking about? This is so. And guys, I'm not a. Oh, every quarterback each year. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer as well. No. I'm not saying Zach Wilson's going to be a Hall of Famer. But from what I see, I think he's a can't-miss at least the franchise quarterback. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think his floor is Baker Mayfield. I was about to say that same thing. That's crazy. I was going to say I think his floor is Baker Mayfield. I think his ceiling is probably, I wouldn't say Patrick Mahomes with the numbers, but that kind of a player. And if you ask Browns fans, they're pretty pleased with Baker right now after beating the Steelers in the playoffs. They want a playoff game. They don't care about nothing else. So I th- <laughs> I, I really think this guy's real deal. He's my favorite prospect. I love it. So give me your rookie of the year because I, I didn't want to push. You the, said I, yeah. Zach Wilson? Yeah, I said Zach Wilson. I didn't want to continue with it. With the, so so with, with me, the reason I had Zach Wilson, no, he won't have that success. But I think with all the bright lights on him, I think with the New York media finally backing a quarterback, I think it's going to give him enough shine. to do, And I think he will make enough plays himself that he will do. I, with Robert Sala, I think Zach Wilson. Let's see uh, if we're going to get this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was so 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 we're hearing Michigan fight music. Of course it's There we go. Okay okay. okay. <laughs> Alright. So we hear Michigan fight music. It's the guy I've been talking about. Rookie of the year, Mr. Quiddy Pay. You need to... God! (laughs) And I think you were right about uh, on your mock draft. I think he's going to the Cowboys. A 10? Going to be shocking the world. Stephen A., Max Kellerman, Skip. Oh, salivating over Quiddy Pay. (laughs) I think this guy is a freak. 36 on the bench. 4, 5, 40. Edge. It's the it's the thirty six reps. Thirty six. Oh my God! Is this? So I've been watching a lot of film on him because I was I wanted to say he would be my biggest steal of the draft, but I went back and forth between two people. So, but I did write a lot, and my God, he is an elite 
run stuffer. Elite yeah. at setting the edge. Um, he's a he's an athletic freak, but he also does. He's very coachable. He's a little raw. He's gotten better every year. He's gotten better every year. Better every year. But he he has been coached up in Ann Arbor. I've seen it on the film Vach Lombardi, who is a reputable YouTube um, film reviewer, drafts prospect guy, reviews prospects for the draft each and every year. You should check out his channel. Anyways. He says this guy can be a dog. Oh, yeah. Um, he can be an absolute dog. And he's a huge Cowboys fan. And trust me, he wouldn't mind having Quiddy Pay line up for them. Um, it's easier to me for a guy like Quiddy Pay. I think position matters for rookie of the year. Yeah. Definitely. To me, it's like quarterback's too hard. Like, you're not going to choose Justin Fields because guess what? Jimmy G's going to be starting. Right. Or if, Mac if, Jones. If, right. Or Mac Jones. You know, and I and, and I think you know the whole Justin um, Herbert mm-hmm. that was a anomaly that never happened. He had the greatest quarterback yeah. rookie season. He usually, of all court, time. usually quarterbacks have really crappy rookie seasons. Peyton Manning. Yeah, yeah. we can go on and on, but I think being an edge rusher, getting the sacks. I think a lot of people are gonna mm. hype up behind Quiddy Pay. I think he's going to be a stud. And you know Michigan players, they just do well in the so league, So what brother. you're saying, he's going to come so he's 12 either, sacks kind of thing? Not 12, but okay. I think he could get eight sacks. Some forced fumbles. Some forced fumbles. It is a weak defensive a lot of, class. A lot of tackles. It's a weak defensive class. I can um, see it. I think he's a lock for either the Steelers or the Cowboys. Steelers. Oh. They love their Steelers, Michigan players. Steelers love Michigan yeah. players. Always have. So I think that... That's a good one. Is the rookie? That, that's a good one. That's I'm glad I didn't go with him as my biggest Michigan steal. zone. I'm All glad right, I didn't go with him as my biggest steal. So most likely to be a Hall of Famer. This one was the easiest one. You're gonna say Trevor Lawrence, aren't you? No, I'm not a schmuck. This isn't freaking BSPN. <laughs> no, I'm not Todd. 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 No Mel Kiper here with his freaking Count Chocula hair. So who you got, brother? Panay Sewell. Offensive tackle really? out of Oregon. Absolutely. 6 6 three, Tell me 30. why. He's the best offensive line prospect since Zach Martin. And Zach Martin will eventually be a Hall of Famer yeah. with his long career, not allowing sacks, all that. You put him at left tackle. That's it. That's it. You don't need to, you don't need to worry about anything else. He's going to be like a Joe Thomas. He's going to be like a Tyron Smith. He's going to be a bookend Bookend offensive lineman. We don't talk about O-linemen. It's not the sexy thing to say for Hall of Fame. You know, we don't talk about yeah. the Anthony Munoz but, of the but, world. But, the, bro, there's a lot of offensive linemen in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. We don't talk yeah. about the Anthony Munoz of the world, the yeah, Jonathan yeah. Ogdens of the world. Joe Thomas is going to go into the Hall of Fame. You better believe that. Yeah. This guy is going to be a bookend offensive tackle for the next 10 to 15 years for your franchise. You just leave them there and you don't worry that someone's going to come around from the back and take your freaking head off. He is the only, the only can't miss prospect in this entire draft. You know, he's going to be good. You know, at worst, he's going to be an above average left tackle at Worst, he will be an exceptional good left tackle. Ceiling is Hall of Fame. 100% it's it. This is the easiest no-brainer pick. If I'm Cincinnati, who he should go to, 
I don't see why we could go Kyle, but shut up. You have your quarterback of the future. The next logical thing is to get your offensive line together. Absolutely. You don't st- you start from the trenches, work your way up. Panay Sewell will be the best offensive line prospect. Who do you want him to go to? I think he should go to Cincinnati. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he should go to Cincy. Yep. 100% at five. Well, Gabriel, you said it better than I could. <laughs> Panay Sewell. Yeah, buddy. Is my Hall of Famer lock too? He's the number. He's the most can't miss pick. He's can't miss. A lot of offensive linemen go to the hall. Um, and people are saying he's a once in a generation type player. He's 6'6, 330. Yeah, he's a freak of freaking nature. Extremely athletic. Put him at left tackle, like Gabe said. That's You're it. Done. That's it. All right. Biggest steal. Now we did most underrated. We have to describe. Yes. We have to uh explain. Yes. Most underrated is different than steal because an underrated prospect could be taken tenth overall. Oh yeah. You wouldn't say that's a steal, though. No. No. A steal is oh my god, we got him in the second, the third, the fourth round. So who is your guy that you Oh, did you not do that, Gabe? No, 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 no. I got okay. you. I got you. But I'm saying like it has to be in later rounds. A lot of people. It's not a first-round pick to me. Okay. Did you choose a first-round pick? I chose a first-round guy who I think Late? will fall. Who I think will fall. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, well, so who did you pick? Out of curiosity, I want you to go first on this one. Who did you, you want pick? me to yeah, go? Yeah, with? yeah, yeah, yeah. Who did you pick? So, so I know where I might, uh, where I might lie. This guy's way down the list. Okay, I'm very. But excited. you know the name. Okay, Chuba Hubbard. I don't know the name. Oklahoma State running back. I do know the name. That's a great one. Six foot, 207. Last year, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Last year, head of a, had a meh season. Um, I think 600 yards, whatever. Right. 2019, he had 2,000, over 2,000 yards from the line of scrimmage. That's insanity. <laughs> this guy is legit. He has the size. 20-some reps on the bench. He has the strength. Big fella. Um, track speed. Track speed. I'm not mad at it. He's a uh, track spinner. I believe his 40 was 4.36. Like I said, six foot. We're talking Adrian Peterson size almost. Okay. Okay. Um, this guy is projected... I think 125th overall. Oh, my goodness gracious. Which, if my math's correct, I believe that's fourth round. So, I know, guys, running backs are a dime a dozen. But if you're giving me a guy who got 2,000 yards in 2019 in the fourth round, mind you, in the Big 12... This isn't some garbage, small, mid-major conference like the Mac. It's a major conference. He got 2,000 yards in a major conference, a football conference, the Big 12. So to me, you get, are you kidding me? This guy on the Chiefs, this guy on whatever. Could you, oh my God. 
He could be that, like, again, like the Rondell Moore kind of guy who can yeah. come in be like that spark plug. So to me, biggest steal by far. So that's a good one. Okay. So thank God I'm really good at my job and I'm really good at thinking on my feet. <laughs> so I switched up my answer. What was your original answer? I don't want to tell you. <laughs> oh. So we're going to switch up my answer. So it's a Michigan love. Okay. This one Is was it e- pay? No, this one oh. was easy. This one was easy, and I can't believe I didn't think of this. So I'm just I'm, this should have been my original answer. You said this wide receiver class didn't have a lot of size, and you're correct. <gasps> but there's one receiver that has a ton of size. A receiver that didn't drop a ball in his college career. A receiver who's six foot four, two hundred twenty pounds, runs a four four forty, and has a thirty eight inch vertical leap. I'm talking about Nico Collins, who is projected in the second or third rounds. And you know what he's getting? He's getting the DK Metcalf mock. Remember? Deke, he can't run routes. He could, What are you going to do? Just lob it up to him? Just only X routes? Could, you remember that when DK was coming yeah. out? That was he only because he got drafted in the third round. Now he's a top 10 receiver in the league. You give me a six foot four. 220 pound wide receiver in the third round. Are you freaking kidding me? A guy, again, Ben, he didn't drop a ball. He didn't drop a ball in his college career. He knows how to run the fade. He, he uh, opted out of 2020. That's another thing. I know. Would that hurt? That's a big storyline this the, year. The pro day helped it because I got to be honest with you, I didn't think he was that fast. I didn't think he was a 4 4 guy. I thought that was going to kill him, but. It didn't. And I got it. And here's something. Here's why I think the Lions will draft him. You ready for this? How many times have you heard this narrative, Ben? He dominated the senior bowl. (laughs) Absolute. It's dominated the senior. If you know Lions, the Lions love a guy who dominates the senior bowl. Shout out to Ziggy Ansah. Oh, my God. Dominated the Senior Bowl. Honest to God, though, if you you really really did, did you, really? you watched the practices. I gotta he, watch he, it. He killed every DB he was on. Was a grown man already. Has his body on him. You don't. He doesn't need to add size. You can't teach six four two twenty. You can't teach four four. You can't teach a thirty eight inch vertical leap. And you mean to tell me they're gonna some team is gonna get him in the third round, a potential number one receiver? That that absolutely that absolutely is the biggest steal. Absolutely, that's the biggest steal. That's a great pick. Oh yeah, you got. And look, go every time time. I saw him on film, every time I saw him watching Michigan games, I always said he he looks like an NFL prospect. Oh yeah, we knew he was going to go to the. But I didn't. I didn't know he was that quick. Four four. I didn't know either. At that size, at his size, watch out. Come on, that's a great one. Come on now, that's a great one. A bigger, stronger Kenny Galladay. Uh huh. Uh huh. Possibly the uh, Dave Gettleman's newest toy. All right, last The biggest reach. And this one is going to make Gabe's jaw drop. Is it? Let me tell you mine then. Gabe, go ahead. What is your biggest reach? Again, this this is based on mock drafts, what I'm seeing people say. Okay. Okay? (laughs) This is what I believe. I love the disclaimer. Okay. What people are saying, it's like what you said. This is easy. Mac Jones. This is the easiest. You're going to, okay. I'm literally going to read verbatim, verbatim what I wrote. 
Last mock draft I saw had the 49ers taking Mac Jones with the number three, in capitals, overall pick. That's high. Get the timestamp uh, of this so you know when to bleep me. Are you fucking kidding me right now? The product, he's a product of an elite O-line, elite coaching staff, an elite wide receiver core, and an NFL-ready running back his entire career. Two-year starter. No mobility in the pocket, can't run, poor accuracy, absolutely nothing that shows any sort of elite ability or potential. And you're telling me he's the third best player in this entire draft? Not a shot. His ceiling, like I mentioned, is Alex Smith, a game manager who can win you one, maybe two of those games you probably shouldn't have won. Maybe he's got an on game and he goes for 300 yards. And he's got a body that it looks like he works at AutoZone. He looks like he goes into the gym, does a few curls, and goes, you know what, guys? Working out is stupid. And let me go out there. Uh, his floor, Mitch Trubisky, and I'm pretty sure that I was about to say pretty sure that's pretty self-explanatory. If you've watched <laughs> any sort of football lately, you take a chance on him in the late first round, early second as a team who's desperate for a young QB. Fine. I can see it. Like I told you earlier, I see him falling to the Redskins at 19. Sorry. Ah, God, Washington football. Oh, no, there goes. There goes our sponsors. You're not getting into any casinos anytime soon, brother. Get the timestamp ready one last time. Okay. Get the fuck out of (laughs) here. I'm keeping that one in. Stop it. Mac Jones, I'm sorry. I'm sure you're a great guy. You suck as a quarterback. And you're going to make millions of dollars and a franchise is going to hate you for a long time, buddy. Long time. Yeah, that one was easy. It's going to be Mac Jones because from everything I'm hearing, Ben, the 49ers are in love with him. Apparently, the top three picks are an absolute freaking lock, and people are just talking about it like they're just, yeah, like it makes sense. Like, you should pick Mac Jones at three. Let me tell you something. If you're not happy with what you have at three quarterback-wise, you trade out of it or you pick someone different. But going with, well, he's the best option at quarterback, doesn't mean he's good. Yeah. I, I, I think people have actually the, the quarterback position in the draft has actually become overvalued in terms of picks that shouldn't be first rounders. You're taking in the first round. Absolutely. Because people are so desperate to find that leader who are so desperate to find the next Hall of Famer, they reach. You're reaching after this, fields to I, me. I could argue this would be one of the worst picks in NFL. This would be the next Trubisky. This would really be because they traded up, especially with Justin Fields on the board. They traded up to do this. They traded picks. They traded future stuff to do this. And if what I'm hearing is true, this would be one of the worst picks I've ever seen in my entire life. Joe Montana should run into Kyle Shanahan office Scarface style and shoot everyone in there if that happens. Well, you're about to say this is one of the worst picks of your entire life. Oh, you is ready right? for this? The biggest, so this is the biggest reach. The biggest reach. Are you going to say sunshine? Uh, 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 are you, are you, are you, the biggest reach of the 2021 <laughs> NFL draft is tight end Kyle Pitts. I love it! I love it! I almost did that! I almost did that! Cry. 
cry haters. Cry, 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 cry. A tight end going top five? Overvalued. Are you kidding me? Sorry. Sorry. Way big reach. Come on. Monster reach. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. And I got to be honest, I don't see it that much either. He's got the size. He's got the catching ability. But I don't like a tweener, man. Here's the deal. He doesn't know if he's a tight end or a receiver. I will say it to the day I die. This is coming from a man who's had to watch his franchise draft two, two. tight ends in the top ten. Eric Ebron and Hawkinson. The, the book is still the, the, the worst. The tight end position does not have no. that much impact. No, no. Moreover, it's a copycat. Hall of Famer Rob Gronkowski could argue he's the greatest tight end of all time. He is. Second round pick. Travis Kelsey. Third round pick. <laughs> Tony Gonzalez. I don't know. what Third round pick. Third round pick. Antonio Gates. Basketball school. I don't even know. I think it was a six-round pick. Guys, you can get value at the tight end position. But everyone everyone wants the Gronk. Everyone wants the Gronk. And here's the deal. If I'm any one of these teams that are choosing Kyle Pitts, Miami, maybe. Yeah. Um, Miami would be the best fit. Who else? Atlanta. I hear the Browns. I hear the Browns love him. If you draft him in the top ten, he better be a Hall of Famer. Oh, he better be your, the, He better be everything they are saying he is. I'm talking about. He better eight be the next. Years Shan, he better be the next Shannon Sharp. Pro Bowl. Yeah, he should be. He needs to be the next Shannon exactly. Sharp. Next which Shannon Sharp. Which is what he kind of looks like. And I could promise you this: Shannon Sharp was not drafted. No. That high. No. Oh, oh. Um, Shannon Sharp wasn't even invited to the combine. So, Shout I out know Kyle Trask. Is, uh, I mean, see, Kyle Pitts is everybody's darling. Oh, my God. Best tight draft. end prospects in years, they say. Like Gabe said, when it's a tweener, I, like, I want you to be either one or the other. He's I'd a rather tweener. Have, just have him go to wide receiver. He's you, a tweener. He runs a 4-4. Four, four. He runs a 4-4 four, four and he's 6-6, six, six, but he's 245. So that's a reach. I'm sorry. You draft a tight end. It's because in of the, the top position. five. It's a it's, it's a monstrous massive monster reach. reach. Monster so, reach. That's who I got. I love the pick. I love and I almost did that. I almost. Did I thought Kyle you were Pitts. gonna be flabbergasted. I. I How could no, you? I'm never. I'm not a Kyle Pitts guy. I don't. I see thought you it. were. No, I think he's good. I think he. You know, he's. You know, I don't think he's bad. I think he'll come into the league and play very well. I think his ceiling is a Shannon Sharp kind of guy. If yeah, if everyone is what he is, but I mean, like, I mean, what his floor is? Eric Ebron. Oh, yeah. 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 That's his floor. Is an athlete. I mean, what? I mean, he'll either be Vernon Davis 2.0 or he's going to be another Eric Ebron with better hands. That's it. Yeah. But yeah, it's top 10. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy somebody said that. You're you're telling me. Eight, so, so when the Lions drafted Hawkinson, what, eight, seven? Yeah. Oh, my God. What the hell are they doing? Eight. Eight overall. But you draft Kyle Pitts at five. Oh, my God. Genius pick. You're still drafting a tight end. Top yeah. ten overall. Exactly. He's gonna have minimal impact, guys. It's about minimal. impact. 
And 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 people got to well, what about Rob Gronkowski? Second round pick. The reason why he had so much impact in New England was because the rest of the team was so stout. Because their defense was so established. It's not just that. And you have the GOAT. Tom Brady loves his tight ends. No quarterback knows how to use tight ends like, more than Tom. Exactly. Come on. And your young quarterback or crappy quarterback is not going to be using Kyle Trask. No. Like like Noah Font. People were drooling oh over my, Noah Font. Fast tight end. What did he do in Denver? He was all right. He's all right. Eh. Eh. You didn't hear about much about him, though. Didn't hear much about him. No. And trust me, he did not change the outcome. First, first round pick. Of the Broncos. First round pick. You mean to tell me he should be valued more than a Micah Parsons? Exactly. A guy who's going to be on the field for every single defensive snap? He, he could be your Ray Lewis. A captain of... He really could! He could! A captain of your defense! You mean to tell me he won't be as impactful on every play as a tight end who you're going to split out wide a couple times, but usually not? Like... I don't get it. On a good day, eight receptions. On a good day, eight receptions, a buck thirty, and two touchdowns. Well, that's a fantastic. That's day. a that's a great day. That's a really really great day. But it won't happen often because no. guess what? They're going to put either a linebacker, outside linebacker, or a safety to cover you. Okay. Oh well. Okay. Now we got to change our offensive game plan and switch away from Kyle Pitts. Oh, okay. I just I don't. Now he's a he's just a. I don't decoy. get it. And, and, and a decoy in the top. Right, five. right. A decoy in the top five, and I just. Yeah. Or top ten. Right or top ten. Either way, both are bad. Again, when I just, you could get a Quiddy Pay, a Micah Parsons. Come on. Even a Patrick Certain. Uh yeah, Patrick Certain. Yeah. Certain, who's six two. A six two corner. You know he hit eighteen reps on the bench. I know, he's a bad boy. That's a bad bad boy right there. And his dad was a pro bowler. I I mean that's a hell. I I think he's extremely you could, underrated. You could argue Kyle Pitts if you're just talking about value. And I'm not even a corner. You're guy. talking about impact. You could argue he should not be a top ten pit. You mean so both tackles the the uh, the Schaefer kid out of uh. Um, uh, Northwestern, Panay Sewell, so you have the two tackles. Yeah. You have Micah Parsons. Uh, uh, oh, my God, who are the corner we were just talking about? Patrick Sertan. Yeah, yeah, Patrick Sertan. Junior. Yeah, Junior. Sorry, Jamar Chase, who I think is the best wide receiver in this draft by far. I think this guy is a freaking stud. I mean, what? The three quarterbacks in Fields, uh, Lawrence, and Wilson? I mean, I don't see it. Especially, again, it's about impact it's not about luxury when you're inside the top five you clearly suck exactly clearly suck. so so if if i will say i will berate holmes and campbell yeah if they pick but it's like i said it's a copycat it's a copycat league and everyone sees the george kittles the travis kelsey's the rob gronkowski's of the world uh dude who just signed uh, he was in tennessee all later round picks all later round first picks. round picks and every, but everybody wants them everyone yeah, wants go get them in the right. second or third round again tight ends are a lot like wide receivers they kind of come a dime a dozen there's a few of them that are elite here and there, but you're not going to find a Rob I could Gronkowski argue everywhere. you taking a running back. Maybe not over Kyle Pitts, right. but over a um, top tight end year in, year out. Depending on the running back class? Depending on the running back. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the last, what, running back to go in the top was what? Probably Gurley? Yeah. I mean, what? I'd probably take Gurley's five great years. But, but let's, 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 let's be honest. You'd probably rather have Alvin Kamara right now over George Kittle. 
Why would you not? Alvin Kamara almost gets 2,000 yards that's from scrimmage that's a year. That's what I'm saying. So, like, we, <laughs> we, we always bash how overvalued the running back position is. Right. I think we should need to start doing that with the tight end position. Well, again, like I said, it's a copycat league, and yeah. now tight ends are getting more and more athletic. And so people are going to be looking more for that. And, yeah, I completely I completely agree with you. I, I love that pick, though. I love that pick of Kyle, uh, Kyle Pitts. That's All right, we're running long, reach. so we're only going to choose one topic. Which one do you want? Three Ooh, or four? Um, up to you. It's up to me? Yep. Uh, we could save the, uh, another one from next week. All right, we'll save Paul Pierce for next week. I, okay. Because I really wanted to get onto this Gonzaga thing, because, oh, my okay. God. I did write a nice uh, topic uh, starter for this one. A nice synopsis. <laughs> I do like uh, your header. Gonzaga cheerleaders are backtracking. Oh. As you probably know, Gonzaga got their doors blown off by Baylor in the national championship game Monday night by a score of 86 to 70. And guys, it wasn't even that close. No, the game, it was a 10 point game at halftime. Yeah. That's the closest margin if it was. And that was it. However, instead of media pundits, analysts, and the general public praising Baylor for a magnificent performance, many chose to simp for Mark Few and his Bulldogs. Rob Doster, a well-respected college hoop writer with lots of followers on Twitter, by the way, went on the attack for the Bulldogs after the game in his article, claiming that Gonzaga... Uh, calling Gonzaga overrated is quote-unquote bullshit. Here is the full quote from his column. Miss me with any and all of the quote, I told you so Gonzaga was overrated bullshit. You're embarrassing yourself. The Zags went 31-1 and this season. Mm. They made it all the way to the national title game where they lost to a team that could have gone undefeated in the Big 12 had they not been shut down for 18 days due to COVID. Along the way, they beat Kansas, West Virginia, Iowa, Virginia, Oklahoma, Creighton, US, USC, and UCLA. Early in the year. All eight of those teams rank in the top 40 on Ken Palm. Oh. Oklahoma was the only team outside the top 25. They won those games by an average of 13-4 points. Un- end quote. However, before the title game, Matt Norlander, a writer at CBS Sports, was saying that this Gonzaga team could be up there with the greatest of all time. Here is a blurb from his article. They didn't win! This is before the game. Before the title game. But I'm just saying, if the Bulldogs beat Baylor, they'll be a deathless, legendary team in American sports history. In this case, finishing without a loss carries more long-term staying power than winning a championship. We get a championship team every year, pandemics notwithstanding. Right. It's been 45 seasons since a men's basketball team ran the table. Should Gonzaga lose at the hands of the sport's second-best squad, then they'll still be considered among the greatest teams ever. Right. So even after they lost, this guy still wants to put them up there with the greatest teams ever. He has the word Zags. 91 UNLV. 99 Duke, <laughs> and 2015 Kentucky. He's comparing them to those things. So, my point was, Rob Doster is saying 
How dare you say Gonzaga's overrated? Unbelievable. Meanwhile, people in the media are comparing this Gonzaga team mm-hmm. to 91 UNLV. Right. Right. Or the 99 national title uh, Duke team with, uh, what, I think, two Hall of Famers on it. Exactly. Great. Awesome. So my question. Was Gonzaga truly overrated by the media and the general public? I think we've answered that for you. I think we've answered that. Or was Baylor just an unstoppable force that night that would have beaten anybody? Hmm. Maybe the ghost of Lou Alcindor oh. and the John Wooden uh, Bruins. Bill, Bill Walton and his good knees. Do you believe the only reason they entered the tournament undefeated is because they play in the weak WCC <laughs> conference? Hmm. Also, why did so many people want to come to Gonzaga's defense so badly? Also, do you think Mark Few will ever win a title? <laughs> and lastly, well, I'm not going to add that question. But first question, was Gonzaga truly overrated by that? 100%. I've been pushing that narrative since day one. And for all the idiots who go, they beat Virginia, Kansas, and Iowa. It was in January and December when college basketball does not freaking matter, okay? It matters not. Remember back then when Michigan State beat Duke? And everyone was like, oh, 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 Izzo got to win over Coach K. Where did Duke go at the end of the year? They didn't go to the tourney. They went to the NIT. You know what NIT stands for? Not in the tournament. That's what NIT stands for. Every, what did I tell you when we were talking about this? Every year, it's the exact same thing. Uh, uh, pre preseason rankings come out. They got the Zags, top two, top one, top three. Uh, I like to think this is Mark Few's best Gonzaga team. Last year's was pretty good, but I think this is uh, the best team he's brought in. He's got a lot of transfers from big-name schools coming in, and I think this does uh, does a lot. There's a reason why Gonzaga will never win a title. Iron sharpens iron. You need to know how good you are. You, you're not going to win anything to... 29 wins, 30 wins in the WCC means garbage. I'd rather you have 24 wins in the Big Ten, 22 wins in the Big Ten, you know, 25 wins in the Big 12, something. But this, this. Well, th- Baylor proved it. Absolutely. And, can, and it just pisses me off to no end that these experts, Seth Greenberg, Legler, what the hell? Dicky freaking V! What's going on? I don't want to take anything away from Baylor. They play the phenomenal game. and blah, blah, blah. But Gonzaga, the excuses are just blah, blah, flying. Flying all over the place. There's excuses all over the place for why Gonzaga didn't do this. If I hear one more person say they were just tired from the UCLA game, <laughs> Ben, I'm going to throw my shoe through the television. I, I like, Ben, 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 they're 22-year-old kids. <laughs> you, I, I, they don't know they what tired means. Yeah. Jalen Suggs is 19 years old. You think he's tired? After he hit that half-court shot, he went out and got some of Indianapolis's finest, okay? Had himself a good night. baby. All right, he got himself some cheese curds and some hot dogs with sauerkraut on them and found the best-looking six you could possibly find and say, baby, I just hit the game winner. What you want to do about it? Okay, he's not tired. Timmy's not tired. These are college kids. 
Baylor came out and punched them in the mouth, and you can tell. And you know why they did it so well? They're the only good team they played all freaking year. They did not play a seed above a six seed this entire tourney. And I have to give you credit for going to overtime and beating a UCLA team, an 11 seed, on a half-court miracle shot. That is your claim to fame? Beating a team that never should have been there to begin with? That's the one. Sh- that's your one shining moment. No, 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 no. Baylor was clearly the best team in the country. It was clear, if not for that COVID pause, they would have probably been the number one overall seed. I don't know if they would have gone undefeated in the Big Twelve because I. You did say I know you didn't ask. Is an undefeated season overrated? Yes. Because I think a loss is good for you. It's good for you. It's good for you. When yeah. Michigan was undefeated, when they were 14-0, 15-0, me and my cousin, we were begging, like, can you just lose? Just lose. One game. One. Just come on. Just I don't want to be that team that's undefeated. You get that aura of it, and everyone starts coming after you. Everyone wants to be that one squad. And you learn more from your losses than your wins. And Gonzaga is no longer that little school like Davidson, like Butler, like St. Bonaventure, St. Mary, St. Who Gives a Crap. They are an elite basketball program. This is their second Final Four in four years and their second national championship appearance. They are clearly, this isn't a tiny school anymore. You're getting D1 transfers from North Carolina. From Jalen all Suggs these, is a top-rated recruit. Come on now. Re, like, re, like you're, this isn't, like, little anymore. And I and I is Mark Few just a, a, a good coach? Or is he just, you know, the or is he the guy who has the best freaking team? Is he, like... Uh, well, I think he is a fantastic coach. Is he? Look what happened yesterday. Uh, yesterday. Look what happened in the national title game. They were getting beat so bad on defense, he needed to switch to zone. They don't play zone. They don't know how to. They were getting a, a, annihilated. And listen, we knew we need to start talking about Mark. Is he just that guy who can't get over the hump? Because every year, every year, well, they're top three, top two, final four. Title game expectations, and every year they come up short. Every freaking year, and, but and everyone rides their nuts, and no one is giving this Baylor team credit. I was about to say for coming out. They should be the storyline, and, and right, they really should be. And shame on me for talking more about Gonzaga. They came out, and it was just pick and switch. They would switch on defense. They had three guards, and they would just pick their matchups and just figure it out from there. They played intense, came out in the first half, five for five from three. Holla. Punched you in the mouth, and that was... And if you look at Baylor, look at their road, they beat some damn good team. They beat a number two Houston team badly. Whooped on them. Be, uh, didn't they beat... They beat Loyola, didn't they? No. No, they did not. Loyola was in the uh, that, that's Midwest. Right. That's region. right. That, that's right. That's right. But they came out and, like, they were clearly the best team. Baylor clearly showed they are the best team in the country. I don't know what these recruits are looking like. I don't know what they are. But uh, who's their? I forgot their coach. He said he didn't come to just take part. You know, he, he was on the Conor McGregor stuff. He didn't come Scott here. Scott Drew? Take, yeah. He didn't come to take part. He came to take over. And... 
I mean, good for Baylor for finally showing everyone what I've been telling them this entire year, and that is, list, you, they have no wins. I don't believe in strength and schedule in college football, but I damn sure believe about it in college basketball. It's who you've played, and it's how you've beaten them. And they played a whole bunch of nobodies. They got close games with Drake, overtime with UCLA, Creighton only up by one at the half. I never saw it. Jalen Suggs is a beast. I'll give him that. He definitely uh, he benefited most from this tournament out of any player. He catapulted. He's going yeah. to be a top three pick now. Uh, so good for him. But again, I think this screams Mark Few overrated. Uh, I think this screams the Gonzaga program overrated. I think we need to stop until they prove it. Until you win something or a or we need something until you get some signature wins because they didn't have one this year. What's their signature win? Kansas. What was in I mean January? Who, who, a Kansas team that couldn't win uh, a single Iowa. game. In the, okay, Iowa won one game in the tourney. Yeah, they had a Luca Garza. They had the best player in the country, but West Virginia. A whole bunch of nobody, and these are all early in the year, though. This is in January. This is before conference schedules, which is when the college basketball season picks up. Michigan went into overtime against Oakland in the beginning of the year. Yeah, like 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 it, like early college basketball is nothing. It means nothing. I don't think Mark Hughes overrated. I think he's I just overrated. Think this team. He's not as good as Bill Self. Twenty twenty one team is overrated. Mm, I think he's not as good as Bill and, Self. Um, Bill Self goes on Gonzaga. They're probably a national. Congrats team. to the Bears! First time ever winning. First a time national. ever winning. First time uh, in the Final Four and championship since nineteen forty eight. First time winning it. Good for also their women's team. I think won uh, in two thousand seven, uh, two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen. Good for them. Yeah, good for Baylor. Well, I ain't got nothing, Gabe, but took all the wind out of that one. <laughs> I don't really have anything else to add. So that's it for episode 24 and what a great, What Up Bill what Sports a great episode and Entertainment. We appreciate all you like, share, hit that subscribe button like it's a small child that you need to discipline in the 1950s. <laughs> subscribe like we love all you thank you so much for the support we're gonna keep this gravy train rolling it's the what up Dose sports entertainment podcast benny j play that outro music <laughs>